from the news desk of Farming Portal and AgriNewsNet. The United States is kindling a new Cold War across Africa aimed at Russia. It might only succeed at driving African countries further into the arms of Russia. It isn't law yet, but it is likely to be soon. The U.S. Congress passed the Countering Malign Russian Activities in Africa Act-CMRA with a near-unanimous bipartisan vote in April. It is widely expected that the Senate, too, will pass the bill, and U.S. President Joe Biden will sign it into law. If so, it would have far-reaching consequences for South Africa, whose government has been cozying up to Russian President Vladimir Putin, refusing to denounce that country's brutal and illegal invasion of Ukraine or to join in the sanctions imposed on Russia, and now looks set to reap the rewards of its pandering by securing cheap oil that Russia cannot sell to other customers. The bill now before the Senate Committee on Foreign Relations gets right to the point. It is the sense of Congress that the United States should regularly assess the scale and scope of the Russian Federation's influence and activities in Africa that undermine United States' objectives and interests, and determine how to address and counter such influence and activities effectively, including through appropriate United States foreign assistance programs and to hold accountable the Russian Federation and African governments and their officials who are complicit in aiding such malign influence and activities. This ought to send chills up the spines of our Russia-loving government. Most of the older generation received training and education in the former Soviet Union or modern Russia. You are listening to a podcast from our international news desk. The Soviets essentially wrote the ANC Lodestar ideological documents, the language of which can be found in the strategy and tactics adopted at every penitential ANC national conference to this day. The CMRA bill is admirable in its brevity South African legislators should take notes, but that also makes it rather vague. What exactly constitutes malign activities, for example, is not defined. It is left open to interpretation by the Secretary of State, who will be required to develop a strategy and implementation plan, and report annually to Congress on its progress. This plan will outline efforts to counter the malign influence and activities of the Russian Federation and its proxies in Africa, including programs and other initiatives designed to strengthen democratic institutions, improve government transparency and accountability, improve standards related to human rights, labor, anti-corruption initiatives, fiscal transparency, monitor natural resources and extractive industries and other tenets of good governance, and monitor and report on Russian political influence and disinformation operations and the activities of Russian, Russia-connected, or Russian-funded private military contractors in Africa. The first part of that goal is admirable. Africa could surely do with better democratic institutions, improved transparency and accountability, less corruption, better human and labor rights and better governance in general and it should but probably won't welcome American assistance in these matters. The reference to private military contractors will be significant to countries such as Mozambique, the Central African Republic and Mali, all of whom invited Russian mercenaries to help support the government in quashing rebellions or insurgencies. In the case of Mozambique, that will leave the U.S. in the strange position of opposing both the Islamist and jihadist insurgency in the country's northern Cabo Delgado province, backed by ISIL and al-Shabaab, as well as the private military support the Mozambique Defense Armed Forces Commission to help them fight it. The U.S. is a major donor to South Africa, through initiatives such as the President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, which has benefited from seven. $25 billion in U.S. cash, 
The U.S. has also contributed $75 million in COVID-19 pandemic support. The U.S. Agency for International Development used runs programs aimed at developing small and medium-sized enterprises, creating employment, improving training and job skills, promoting basic education, combating gender-based violence, and promoting HIV-AIDS care, prevention, and treatment. Economically, South Africa is the U.S. largest trading partner in Africa. The U.S., conversely, is South Africa's second-largest global trading partner, just behind China. Russia doesn't even make it to the top 25. Some 600 American companies operate in South Africa, with many of them making the country their African headquarters. South Africa has trade and investment agreements with the U.S., both directly and via the Southern African Development Community. It also benefits from the African Growth and Opportunity Act, as well as the U.S. Generalized System of Preferences Trade Preference Program. In short, besides the stick of sanctions, the U.S. has a whole lot of carrot it can threaten to take away to force the South African government to take its side in its new Cold War with Russia. This was a podcast from the news desk of Farming Portal and Agri-News NET.